Hello, welcome. We are on part five of the art of managing your emotions. And today we're talking about what, Aaron? Fear and courage. So buckle up. You're definitely going to want to listen to this one. We use some um, examples. Mm -hmm. I'm not even going to tell you about what the examples that we use, but we promise that you probably will relate to these. So come and join us. All right. See you in the podcast. Hey folks, welcome to the Catholic Coaching Podcast. My name is Matt. And I am Aaron. We are the Ingolds, the founders of Metanoia Catholic, where we aim to make mindset coaching authentically Catholic and practical. We just love to take all of these tools and techniques and share them with you on this podcast. We also train and coach other Catholic coaches. Come on into the podcast. Hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back, Mr. Kate. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay. Yeah. Hey, Nerd guys. Alert. Um, this is part five of our six-part series on... How to... The art of managing your emotions. We know what these are called. Yes. Brian doesn't invent the titles. Yes. And we break this down. We break the 11 passions that St. Thomas Aquinas gave to us. Um. We break, we're breaking them down. Today, we're going to be talking about courage and fear. And so if you want to go back to the beginning, go back to the very beginning. It's a very uh, good place to start. Yes, we talk about love and hate and all the other emotions. But here we are talking about courage and fear. Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to highlight if there's one thing that we bring forward from the other, those other episodes, love is always involved here. There's always yes. an object of love, an object of attachment. So just keep that in mind. If you want to check out our emotions wheel, go over to shop.metanoiacatholic.com. And we've got this beautiful emotions wheel that's there. And you see love right in the middle, right in the middle there. It's the mm-hmm. hub of the wheel of these other 10 passions. That's right. Great. So courage and fear. It's an irascible appetite. Mm-hmm. Irascible appetite is, is there are forms of irascible, there are passions within the irascible appetite. But these appetites come into play when there are difficulties that lie between us and the good that we seek to obtain. Mm-hmm. So this is what Matt's talking about when you talk about love, that is the good that we seek to obtain. And an irascible appetite, any passion within that is like there's some type of object of difficulty in the way of mm-hmm. that. We gave the example, you love In-N-Out bur- burgers, but you live on the East Coast. You got a journey ahead of you. Yeah. You need some hope. You need some courage, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like on some internet. You're inter- buying interstate. a plane ticket. Yes. You're yes. hitchhiking. Yes. Yes. You need some of these irascible appetites to get to that thing that you love. All right. We're going to take you through our five steps that we have. What are those five steps? Name the emotion, understand the emotion, then we're going to bring it through reason. We're going to repent, release whatever we got to repent and release. And then finally, we're going to bring it to the Lord's interpretation. This follows along our Metanoia Catholic Journal, which has our reason cycle. It's a way that we coach. It's the algorithm by which we coach, the method by which we coach. And we bring things from an antecedent or a triggered emotion to a consequent or reasoned emotion. So that's the goal here. You got emotions. They can be lived out virtuously and reasonably. We're going to take you through the process of moving from that triggered, where you feel like you're out of control, to that consequent, reasonable emotion where you feel like you are aligned with God's will. Yes. Great. And you are. And you are. You feel because you are. Yes. So we're going to talk about fear first. Okay. Um, 
And we're going to bring fear through this antecedent to consequent on this passion, on this uh, passion journey, if you will. It sounds like a soap opera or mm-hmm. something. Mm-hmm. Passion journey. Let's name it. Um, so let's name it. For, first, I want to say fear is useful. If you are in the middle of the road and a Mack truck is coming at you and you feel fear in your body and you get out of the road, it's useful. Good. That's ordered fear. It's there to kind of keep you alive. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, we use it excessively and we kind of make these like broad statements and, you know, so we're going to talk about a way that we make it excessive in our lives and it is a tool of the enemy too. If mm-hmm. we kind of live in this excessive state of just like never questioning, never reasoning the thing that we're actually afraid of, we're never reasoning through this process. Yeah, fear has to do with an evil. And if the evil doesn't exist or it only exists in your mind, it might be falling into that excessive fear or unuseful fear, fear category that Aaron was talking about. There you go. All right, so let's name it fear. Obviously, we've talked about it. We've said it about 32 times. Um, And here's the definition. It's an inclination, which means it's a leaning away from a difficult future evil because we perceive it as impossible to avoid or overcome. Mm -hmm. Um, We saw this a lot showing up at the beginning of COVID, right? Like we're like, will this thing kill us this thing is going to take over the world lots of fear lots end of days end of days yeah and difficult future evil all of this stuff and we didn't have enough information so we really couldn't reason through it in the beginning Mm -hmm. so naturally that would be you know the response Mm -hmm. um so here's what the sentence would look like this perceived evil whether whether it is it's real evil or not but this perceived evil will happen to me in the future and it will be impossible to avoid and overcome Mm -hmm. okay so So i think it's a terrifying statement an important (laughs) yes an important distinction between fear and despair all right despair is when you're inclined away from a difficult good yes fear is when you're inclined away from a difficult evil okay so the distinction between fear and despair is the focal point the object the object here that you're focusing on yeah yeah so i'm glad that you brought that up because what we're going to be going through here today is we're going to be evaluating the perceived evil Mm -hmm. is it truly evil all the time right Mm -hmm. um we're going to be evaluating the likelihood of encountering it Mm -hmm. like is this really going to happen and then um evaluating the ability to overcome it yeah so those are our three evaluation standards. Is it really evil? How likely is it to encounter? Or how likely are we going to encounter it? Mm-hmm. And then is it truly insurmountable? Yes. You're going to be the test dummy for this one. Okay. All right. So what's your thought? What's your fear thought? Um, all right. I'll just use an example from what we hear our coaches say a lot. Mm-hmm. I am building a coaching business, but I am terrified of failing. Okay. All right, so we're going to name the evil. We're going to talk about how it's unavoidable and also impossible to overcome. Those are our three criteria here. Okay, so what is the evil that you want to avoid? Failing. Okay, failing. All right. Why do you consider this unavoidable? Um, because I've heard that you have to fail <laughs> to grow, to grow a business. <laughs> okay, yeah. Like it's like kind of a rite of passage. Okay, all right. 
And why do you consider this impossible to overcome, like this being avoiding failure? I consider this. You kind of said it already. Like it's a rite of passage. Like it's just something that's part of. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's like definitely coming down the pike. Okay. Yeah. All right. So we've named it. We can understand it. It's failure. It's impossible to overcome because it is a rite of passage and it's unavoidable because it's a rite of passage. Mm -hmm. Like it's just part of growing the business. Okay. Right. All right. So now let's start taking this through the light of reason. Okay. Mm -hmm. So we're going to evaluate the perceived evil, the likelihood of it actually us actually encountering it and then evaluate whether or not it's something that's insurmountable. Okay. Okay. All right. So uh, let's define failure here, Aaron. How are you mm. defining failure? Um, it's kind of like a form of perfectionism a little bit. It's like not executing flawlessly the first time mm-hmm. I try. Okay. So executing flawlessly the first time you try, that is always evil. No, not executing. Not flawlessly. executing. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. So not executing flawlessly. Yes. The first time I try. The first time you try, that's 100% evil. Um, that's always bad. N- no, I mean, like, I mean, there have been times in the past where I've haven't executed flawlessly and, okay. s- and still like I, I remain, <laughs> okay. I don't die or, you know, it's not evil really. Okay. Has there been any good that's come from those? flawed executions uh yeah growth like learning okay yeah all right i mean i think of i think of a baby trying to walk okay right and like just like imagine if a parent was like ah i didn't try it the first time like or you you failed you know like that would be silly you know that's part of like the growth part of like them building up their muscles okay so you can it sounds like you can acknowledge that there are some situations where failure Mm -hmm. is actually good uh let's push in it okay. but well, like, like execu- the outcomes yes. of failure the learning like there's yes. good fruits that can come sure. forth from failure okay yeah all right and those actually could you say that those things the learning you know the reps the practice actually helps you to not fail going forward okay yes sure. okay all mm-hmm. right so like now we're, we're looking at, so we've just kind of taken a little bit through reason in terms of evaluating whether this evil this definition like how we're yeah this object of evil is truly evil right and Mm -hmm. here we can see that there's some circumstances where it's even like a good like the failing forward is what aaron was talking yeah and and pause here guys if you have an object that you're just assuming is evil define it yeah like because we do use these like general terms Mm -hmm. like stress and like Fear, um, failure and all of these things. And it's like, just define it. Define what you mean by it. Anyway, mm-hmm. let's go back. Cool. End scene. End scene. Okay, so uh, now let's evaluate the likelihood of it actually happening. So um, is it factual that this evil, this failure, is like definitely going to happen? Um, I think if my goal is to grow a business, yes, I will not be able to execute flawlessly every single time the very first time I try something. Okay. So like, but there are, there is a chance that you can execute flawlessly. And even that word flawlessly requires definition here, but let's just presume it just means like 
you execute according to your intention, your according to your, your standard that you had set. Mm-hmm. Okay. Is yeah, there a there, chance that you can do that? Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, yes. Okay. I wouldn't say 100% every single time I'm going to fail, okay. if you will. Yeah. So it's not a guaranteed failure. Correct. Okay. I think we can look at like over the course of time, there's going to be a guaranteed failure point. There's a high likelihood, but mm-hmm. we can, it's even hard to even say a guarantee. Right. right. Okay. All right. So um, what would you say the percentage likelihood is of failing in the beginning? Uh, probably like 80, 20. Okay. 80% like you're going to fail yeah. at something? As you're growing, yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think when, when you're learning. Okay. When you're yeah. learning something new. There's like an 80-20 likelihood of failure. I like calling it a learning curve, actually. That feels a little bit better for me. But Cool. All right, let's go Mm -hmm. with that. All right, so so we just really evaluated there the likelihood of it happening. So it moved from like this imminent, it has to happen now to an 80-20. And I would take 80-20 over imminent any day of the week. Yes. Okay, all right. So we're kind of like, again, bringing a little bit of reason to the fear here. Uh, Now let's look at the insurmountability, the perceived insurmountability of it. Okay. Mm Is this failure, is it always insurmountable? Like you're going to rest, you're, once you hit that failure, you're just going to be stuck in the failure and you're not going to be able to get out of it. Well, I think, I don't think so. I think it would, it would be how I choose to respond. Okay. To this. Interesting. Okay. So like there's failure is an evil but like when you say choose to respond tell me more about that like if i choose to respond and and just kind of like not let let it mean anything more than what it is mm-hmm. just like i'm on my learning curve i'm learning it how to do this um i think i'll recover quicker i won't be stuck you recover yeah okay would you say that recover is kind of like comparable to conquering failure like it's not like versus failure conquer what does failure conquering you look like i just staying stuck staying like hiding okay you're stuck you just stop moving yep like omission of action omission of possible successful action all right we're getting very textbooky yes finally that's good Mm -hmm. define the terms okay so so moving and so not staying stuck but moving forward we could say that's conquering failure. Yeah, it's even leading to success, right? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, okay. So especially because you're continuing to learn, you're applying all the learning that you got, right? Mm -hmm. So so you're moving forward, you're conquering failure. So this is something that truly is conquerable. Yeah. Okay. And and I've seen other people conquer this and bounce back quicker. And, And it's because of like how they respond to it. Okay. All right, so we have evidence and other people conquering it, maybe even evidence in our own life. We can explore mm-hmm. that if we want to. But like, ultimately, how do you? Why do you think God might permit this, this evil, this failure, this eighty percent likelihood chance of failure? Yeah, I mean, it's going to sound cliche, but it's like to, to grow in fortitude. Okay, like the the virtue of fortitude, which is you know, engaging the arduous. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, it's not a lack of fear. Fortitude isn't. It's like the only reason why fortitude exists is because there is fear. Yeah. And then, but you're engaging it head on. Okay. All right. So this makes sense. So, so folks, what we just did, we just went through again, taking a look at like, and you can see how this kind of like loosened everything here. Mm-hmm. So we started this place of fear 
we had this thought. What was the thought, Aaron? That this is like. Oh, I'm building I, my business right now and I'm terrified. Like of, I'm terrified of failing. Failing, yeah. All right, mm-hmm. so like I'm terrified of failing. Went from failing, we kind of defined it. Even that definition has some, you know, question of whether that's really the de- definition of failing, but then we defined it um, and we started to look at how evil it was and we started to see, ah, there's actually some good that can come forth from failing. We started to see that it wasn't necessarily imminence like it was certain 100 certain yeah. that it was going to happen there was you know we got down to the 80 20 yep. which lessened it again and then finally we looked at it as something that was actually conquerable so like it's not like ah, i'm stuck i fail and now i'm just stuck forever and all eternity in this failure yeah and that conquerability actually was reliant on the person's choice yeah you know my my character's choice mm-hmm. and also grace so it's like you know if you know okay i get to choose how i want to bounce back lord give me the grace and then great move through it okay so, so now we move forward into like evaluating if there's anything that we got to let go of repent of renounce mm-hmm. okay so maybe there's like a renouncing of this perfectionism perfectionism yeah 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 i think that's kind of at the root here it's just like i have to be perfect the first time Mm -hmm. and also like perfectionism like what is perfect right like that kind of requires a definition as well but i have to be flawless the first time Mm -hmm. um i would renounce and repent of both of those things and then i would forgive myself for putting really high standards on myself and making myself into an idol. Because guys, at the root of perfectionism is you're making yourself God. Pelagianism. Yes. And and then um, bringing it, asking for the Lord's interpretation on yes. it. Yes, yes, final know, step, step here. five yep. here, where it's like, ask for the Lord's interpretation on it. Um, the first question that we asked with that is like, does divinely revealed truth um, what is what does it say about this? And mm-hmm. immediately when I was kind of walking through this podcast, I thought of one of my favorite scripture verses, Second Corinthians twelve, nine. And he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power is perfected in weakness. Mic drop. Boom. Cool. And then, you know, go ahead, ask for the Lord's interpretation on it. But like let those words, those divinely revealed words seep into your mind and be transformed by the renewal of your mind here. Boom. Double mic drop. Okay. Boom, boom. Courage. Let's talk about courage. That was good, Aaron. Thanks. All right. I will now be the test dummy. Here we go. Because I'm so courageous. Yes. So let's define courage. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, we want, there's like a a well-ordered courage, right? I think of, you know, St. Joan of Arc. I think of, these very courageous saints. Um, and there is such a thing as disordered courage. Mm-hmm. And it's really a courage that has not been brought through reason. So here's a definition of what courage is. It's an inclination towards a difficult future, evil, mm-hmm. that is perceived to be possible to overcome. Okay, so I got something evil in front in front of me, and I'm inclined to engage with it because I think I can overcome it. Yes. Okay. Correct. Got it. Yep. And so we're gonna kind of bring a couple things through reason here. We're going to evaluate a couple of things here, and it's is it really evil? This mm-hmm. possible future evil. Um, is it likely to happen? 
And, Are you really going to encounter it? And yeah. is it possible to overcome? Yes. And again, we go back to like where courage can go good and where it can go off is like, yes, when you're actually able to overcome the thing that this evil that's in front of you. But when you are, when it's not really reasonable for you to cons- to think that you can actually overcome the evil that's in front of you, now we get into this vice of presumption, which is a counter vice to yeah. fortitude. Or there could even be ambition, a vice of ambition mm-hmm. where you are, you are like pursuing something that is beyond your capabilities to mm-hmm. really accomplish. Okay. So that yeah. would be an advice of ambition. Yeah. And this will be our example, actually, that we're kind of bringing somebody through here. Um, I, I want to kind of set the stage. Mm-hmm. Here's our example. So there's a father of three young kids, um, all under the age of 10. Wife doesn't work, is the sole breadwinner of the family. Um, very little, little savings, paying off school debt. Okay, Mm -hmm. that's, we're setting the scene here. And here is the thought that many of us might think is a courageous thought even, Mm -hmm. but we're going to bring this to reason and see if it is. Um, Here's a thought. I'm choosing to quit my job and pursue my passion right now. Mm -hmm. I'm going to jump off the cliff and learn how to fly on the way down. Yes. And I'm bring my family with me. Right. Okay, right. so Matt, say that. I'm okay. choosing. <laughs> I'm choosing to quit my job and pursue my passion. Right now. Right now. <laughs> like, read this script. Right now. <laughs> um, okay, so what is, so Matt, what is this perceived evil that you are actually choosing to move towards? I am choosing to move towards an unstable financial situation for my family. Mm-hmm. Coaching over. No, I'm just kidding. kidding. (laughs) No, I mean, but like, here's the thing. Like, so like, that's the, no judgments here, but like, I'm choosing to move towards like, uh, or like something it's, it's unstable, but could also be just like an unknown or an uncertain might be like an uncertain financial situation for my family. Right. So Matt, why do you consider this evil? Because I, I live in a world that in order to, provide for my family's mm-hmm. needs and that's my responsibility i need to have money for that and a job provides money if i quit my job i no longer get the money to provide okay so why do you consider this unavoidable because when you quit your job you stop getting a paycheck ah um so why do you consider this possible to overcome because i've seen it in movies I've read about it in books anything else <laughs> um because i i've heard heard a lot of people say that you just gotta you just gotta like let go Mm -hmm. and this is like this is the road that you take you just this is part of the journey yeah like i can see like in my head like it's possible for me to replace my income that i currently have right now okay um why do you want to overcome this i want to live my passion okay yeah all right i think i'll be a better husband a better father if i'm doing you know what i love to do Okay, so what we've just uncovered here is just these, like the what's and the why, mm-hmm. right? Like what no are judgment? What are what is the evil that we're moving towards, and then you know, and then why? Why are we doing this? Mm-hmm. So, all right, so let's bring this to reason. Let's do it. Okay, so let's evaluate the evil and find okay. out if it's really evil. Like, is this really an evil that we're moving towards here, um, Matt? 
is financial instability or the unknown for your family, for yourself and your family, like financial unknown for yourself and your family. Is that really evil? Okay. So like a financial unknown. If you're choosing it. If I'm choosing it. Mm -hmm. um, or just like not having, like not having finances, the p potential of not having finances. See, it's kind of like a potentiality. And I think we're going to get into that in a moment where we look at the likelihood of it. But like, not having money is an evil. Isn't I would say like evil? not having money yeah. to pay debts and to feed family equals evil 100% of the time. So like considering the circumstances, you haven't lost your job. Mm -hmm. You've chosen to remove this financial stability from mm -hmm. your life. You are the sole breadwinner. You have children. You have a wife to take care of. You're saying that's evil. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying that not having money to pay for those things mm -hmm. that I am obliged or, or in my responsibility to, to, to pay for, provide for, always evil. Okay. Well, that answers the next question. Is that true 100% of the time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then is that evil for everyone? Uh, yeah, I think, it's, I think it's for everyone. Okay. Like, if you don't have money to provide for your family, that's just, it doesn't mean that you are evil. That's not what I'm saying. But that's... Mm -hmm. That is a, that's a poverty, right? That mm -hmm. now, that needs to be overcome by somebody. Yeah. In order for people to survive. Yep. Okay. So moving on to the next thing. Eval let's evaluate the likelihood of this happening. Okay. So you're like, right now, I'm quitting my job. I just mm -hmm. want to like bring these circumstances <clears throat> back. There's little to no savings. Okay. You are, you're in school debt still. You're paying off your school loans. Okay. Um, you have three children mm -hmm. and you are a sole provider. So okay. what is the likelihood of this financial instability? Like what is- Of what like is, hitting that. What is the percentage? Um, no, no, financial instability. What is the percentage of this likelihood happening? Uh, so like, here's the way that I think about it. I quit my job, you know, in June and then in July, I don't have any income coming in. And so- I'm looking at this in, in the month of July. What is my likelihood of being able to land a client with my passion job uh, that is going to replace that income yes. that I walked away from? Okay. I think it's possible. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's the first thing. Is it impossible? No. I think it's possible. I don't necessarily know how just yet I'd give feel, me a percentage okay i feel a lot i feel i'd feel like i could give a higher percentage if i had a how and a plan yeah okay um i i mean i'd say it's like a 95 percent not gonna do it like, like i'd say like right if 100 people were doing this right now you know and it's not like i'm trying to raise money in any sort of way but mm -hmm. like doing my passion job, like getting a new business started and replace my income immediately and health insurance. What is the likelihood of this happening? Not likely. Yeah. Okay. So I mean, percentage, 95 you said? I'd say like it's a 5% likelihood of it happening. Maybe 5%. Five, maybe 10. Okay. So we have a 90 to 95 percentage likelihood of it not happening. Of, of, you, of, e you, of actually encountering this evil. Yes. yes. Of you encountering this financial instability for your family. Yes. Okay. Okay. So that's good to know. Mm -hmm. Evaluate. Let's evaluate the possibility of this, of, of us overcoming this. Okay. Right. Mm -hmm. So we have financial instability. Mm -hmm. 
we have a very high likelihood of this financial instability happening, 90 mm-hmm. to 95%. Um, is it 100% true that this is possible to overcome? I think it's 100% true that it is possible to overcome. Okay. Yes. Within the time frame that you need it to overcome? I think the possibility of actually overcoming it is still that 95%, but there's that 5% that says, yes, it is possible. So because there's that 5%, I say it is possible to overcome still. Okay. Okay. Under what conditions is it possible to overcome? Um, I would have to have a product to sell. Mm-hmm. And I would have to have prospects to sell to. Mm-hmm. And I would have to have clients that are saying yes. Mm-hmm. So like it, it would it would like really need to be a value proposition that lands immediately. Like yeah. just considering the sales cycle and so I would and what I want to make, my goals for you know what I want to make. So like yeah, it, it, everything would have to happen perfectly. Mm. Like I would have to have a, a great offer that really resonates with people and I'd so, say resonates with a few people that can pay me a lot. Okay. So it would be like you'd also need some time to develop that? I mean, I, in ideal conditions, it would, yeah. that would be something that would take time. But like, I think, yeah, I, the ideal conditions to arrive at that are I have more time, like yeah. time leading up so I can build up my prospects, maybe even test my product a little bit. Right. So maybe even having some type of financial cushion, some type of savings. Certainly would be like a cushion or like, you know, I've got, you know, somebody that can bail us out or maybe I've got a generous uncle or something like that. Mm -hmm. That's a billionaire. Like, or so like, or I've got somebody that's willing, I got investors. Yeah. yeah, That, that are willing to, to kind of back me Mm -hmm. in this. So yeah, that would be, that would kind of be something that would, yeah. Increase the the likelihood of overcoming it. What would be the conditions to make it impossible to overcome? Oh gosh. Not having a, a product that people want. Okay like right out the gate. Um, not having all those things, not having clients, not having prospects. Mm. Um, what, can I ask you one more thing? Like not having savings, not having a backer. Yeah. What are your current conditions right now? Those, like more so aligned with those. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, and my final question for you on this is what is, oh, sorry, I got to get closer. Not, it's not my final question, actually, but it's part of this evaluating the possibility. What is driving you to overcome this evil? Like, what is driving you towards this financial instability for you and your family? I, I, I want to be living in my passion. Like, I want my passion job. Okay. And I want, it to be, I want it to be successful right out the gate. And I want to believe that I can be successful at it right out the gate. Okay. So you're looking to the result to kind of build your belief. Well, when you say it like that. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Going into a impromptu coaching (laughs) session here. Um, Do you think this is a prudent decision considering your current conditions? Mm. So when you ask me that, it's kind of like, how dare you is kind of my response of like, how dare you tell me I can't pursue my dreams. Okay. But it's also like, all right. Um, 
the thought I have is like, there could be a more prudent way than mm-hmm. just quitting my job. Like Beautiful. now that I can see those ideal conditions, mm-hmm. maybe I can start moving towards those ide- ideal conditions now. Maybe there's a way for me to start putting something out there and testing it out and seeing how it lands so I can kind of increase the certainty yeah. of being able to sell once I've got more time that I can invest in it by no longer working at this, you know, my current job. Yeah. Now, out of you quitting right now or that option, which mm-hmm. one do you think you would grow in virtue more? Uh, I mean, probably like I can see patience being a virtue that mm-hmm. I would grow in by just kind of delaying this because it's almost like I can see it now as being almost like an impatient pursuit mm. of just saying like, I want it to happen right now mm-hmm. and I want it to happen and I like want to be those success stories that I hear. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, yeah. I mean, there's, there could be a growth in patience, you know, a movement away from a vice of vanity mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, being this instant success. Uh, certainly humility, like if getting the rejection of some people saying no and, and, uh, yeah, I can see there being opportunities to grow in, in virtue here. I mean, even, even pers- like temperance, perseverance too. Sure. Like I think yeah. perseverance, I think we automatically assume that if you were to choose the, let's do this right now, that that's the one you're going to be growing in that yeah. virtue. But I think perseverance shows up on both of these. Okay. Yep. Um, and probably more reasonable one. Sure. Makes <laughs> it, sense in that way. So, um, if, considering your state in life, who else would this decision affect? Oh gosh, my family. Yeah. And are they bought in on that? What if I say they are? Great. Yeah. Cool. I mean, as long as they know, they know that this is, that this is something. Did I ever ask this of you, Aaron? No. You can't just like stop me from coaching people. <laughs> Even if it's a pretend person in front of me. But I did. I did. I said, what if I'm just supposed to quit and kind of learn? And your response was, I am not 100% on board with that decision. Oh, yeah. Oh, so this was a a real story, actually, with us. I said, (laughs) nope. (laughs) Cool story, Hansel. Yes. Okay. So what we just did was we took this courage that kind of needed to be looked upon from a different angle, from a couple of different angles. Okay, what is the possibility of overcoming this? What were some of the conditions that would be helpful in overcoming this? Um, is it really evil, this thing that we were like moving towards? Um, what is the likelihood of the financial instability happening? Mm-hmm. All of that stuff. And we kind of like uncovered some other things. So this is what we want to challenge you guys to do. Not just assume that your emotions are facts. Okay. Just because you feel a certain way does not make it factual. And in fact, if you feel it very hard, like you feel it strongly, it doesn't make it more factual. Mm -hmm. Like we need to be able to bring these thoughts that are creating these emotions through reason. Mm Mm-hmm. We need to bring it from the antecedent to that consequent. So Matt, let's go to the next line. So we've just took that through reason. We kind Mm -hmm. of questioned it, interrogated it. Um, And are are there any things that you've noticed in talking about this um, that you want to repent of, forgive, renounce? Sure. I want to repent of my impatience. I want to repent of my ambition, I would say. Uh, and perhaps even some presumption uh, that's there. Mm-hmm. Those would be some things. Okay. 
Yep. And renouncing all the same stuff. Sure. Yep. Forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. And then finally bring this through the light of faith. So are there any scripture verses that come to mind or any like quotes by saints? It's fine if there, if there are any, but. Well, yeah, it's, it's, so it's, it's like there's, um, you know, my word goes forth and it does not return until it's accomplished its, its purpose. And mm-hmm. so like, it's, I, it's reflecting on that and like God's worth is mo- word is moving forward in me and just because it's not happening right now in the way that I think it should be happening doesn't mean that it's never going to happen or there's cause to despair mm-hmm. or that it may not happen in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, but it's it's like the question is like, how can, how can I be obedient to that word right now in my current situation, my mm-hmm. current circumstances in a way that is that is virtuous, it's prudent. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. there's still there's still like courage, even in taking those small steps I can see there's still some courage that is required. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. I think of Tony Robbins, whether you love him or you hate him, but I love this story because it, it seems like he might be that guy that like, you know, quit everything. And, but his story is like, he worked as a janitor mm-hmm. and then he just worked really hard, got all of his work done on the forefront of his shift and then like read and grew in the meantime so he didn't like quit his job and yeah. just be like let's see if it works you know but I, I just think i think of that being an interesting yeah there's like a burning in the midnight story. oil that happens in, in these yeah. things i mean I, I remember when we first launched virtual catholic conference i lost 20 pounds yeah like it, it was like because you were work. he was working a full-time job and doing this on his off time yeah it was just like hardly any sleep yeah it, it was just there was a stress in it and yeah, like I, I look back and the Lord, but there was also like, there was also this deep faith that was really being infused in me in that, in that moment. I want to, I want to kind of just have a caveat here because we've identified ideal conditions and these are ideal worldly conditions. God is not bound by the ideal worldly conditions. And I don't want you to use this as a license to be foolhardy mm-hmm. and, and just be uh, presumptuous and ambitious and just throw fortitude and virtue to the side here. But I, I, I do share that God can infuse a gift of fortitude, a gift of courage, or a gift of hope in you, where it's like, okay, I know that even though these circumstances over here are like, I have no reason to be hopeful, or I have no reason to be courageous, but the Lord is really speaking to me. Like, there's, mm-hmm. that is possible. There is room for that. Now, that's yours to discern. Mm-hmm. And the Lord does not does not make us completely unreasonable. And um, I would say it's it's more rare that yeah, that it's, happens. Yeah, it's a rare occurrence, yeah. I would say, with that. Yeah, yeah. but uh, mo- like faith and reason, right? So the yes. Lord us- works, works within that realm mm-hmm. because we are humans and we are body and soul composites. So faith and reason, we, we use both of these things, mm-hmm. um, I think, in conjunction together. Yep. So wonderful. Here we are. We just went through fear and courage. And next week, we're going to be talking about anger. So you're going to want to stick around. It's a good one. It's a complex one. And I just think it's going to be really useful. Um, Thanks for sticking around, guys. And if this is something that was really helpful for you and you want to learn more about this stuff, we have our academy. Um, It's 
wonderful. We take this work and we just take it deeper and we really teach you, we coach you on how to use this in your life, how to grow practically in virtue and how to stop being at the effect of our emotions. Mm -hmm. That's what this whole series is. It's just like, stop being at the effect of your emotion. Like be that sign of contradiction that our world desperately needs right now. Yeah, it's hard to do this work by yourself. And so that's why we created the Academy. Mm-hmm. Very, a very affordable place where you can go and you get coaching. You get a one-on-one 20-minute call. Uh, you can get the uh, group coaching opportunities, plenty of those now. Uh, and then we have workshops, workshops as well. Tons we of can them. join in. Yep. There's even some discussion groups that we have, some strategy calls you can jump on to kind of build a, your own learning path within the Academy. So a lot of great opportunities that are there. The community is amazing. Yes. Really awesome people in there. Yeah. So come join us. See you in there. All right. Bye. And see you next week. Hey guys, if you liked what you learned here today, consider joining our academy where you can take all these tools and learn how to apply them to your life. Supremely practical stuff. And you get coached along the way in the process. You are not by yourself. We hope to see you in there. 